Hi, this is uh, Mike Edelhart, and I'm here with another edition of Inception, our podcast about beginnings, beginnings of new companies, new ideas in science and community, and uh, sometimes uh, a little glimpse of the future. And here today with uh, Pim DeWitt of Metal.TV, and we were just talking about the fact that when we uh, first met, not that long ago, things were a lot different. I mean, a lot different for us. I think when we first met, we were like $30 million fund, and now we're like four times that big and, and international in you because you guys were small and uh, sort of a passion play uh, in, uh, in Europe, just coming here. And here we are just a couple of years later, and things have grown, grown a whole lot. Yeah, nice to meet you, and uh, nice to be here. And thank you for the for the trust early on. Yeah. So uh, when you started as a game studio, and 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 maybe we're talking about that a little bit, and then became this kind of unique environment where folks could capture and start doing interesting things with the gameplay they were part of. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that for folks? What you were doing at the beginning and the hard scrabble times and what it became, and then we can talk some about uh, the kind of dramatic changes to the business since. Sure. So we started as a mobile game studio. We realized that uh, acquiring users was hard, and we also noticed that creating video content for mobile uh, was incredibly difficult. And that that didn't just like not just mobile. Honestly, that was the case for most platforms. Most recorders, period, were built for long form recording because Twitch and YouTube were kind of the primary platforms. Um, and uh, what we want is we wanted our users to just share quick, like 15 second bite-sized moments of games um, without having to go through the hassle of putting entire videos together. So what we did is we built a capture tool at the time um, uh, combined with share functionality and a profile and uh, started allowing users to share these small moments and um, really sort of that insight that uh, most recorders were built for long form and that we wanted to build like a quick sharing tool for, um, for sharing short videos of the moments you experience inside games um, really became what, what made the company. So shut down the game, focus on the platform, and uh, here we are today. And, uh, and you know, listening to you describe it, it sounds kind of simple, but really technologically it's anything, but, but also in terms of response, it's just been incredible um, how many folks are doing this and how intensely uh, they're uh, doing it. Yeah, I, th I think um, what started off as like an innovative way to record has really grown into a way for people to create memories together. And so when we started, people were capturing maybe five of these videos a month, and now it's like north of 70 on average. So this kind of you know, especially as COVID has pushed us inside with, and, and, and our, our primary way of connecting with people is over games, uh, that sort of tool grew into a way for people to connect over the moments they experience inside digital worlds, which is why um, it's exploded the way it has. Yeah, so how many uh, of these are being created every day now? It's really uh, numbers. Roughly 2 million. And we, we were at about a million probably 100 days ago. Yeah. Exactly. I've described you. I'm not sure if this is the way you view it, but you know, I'm an old media hound from when my hair was much more of it in different colors and stuff. And this looks like cable TV sized audiences and uh, none of the production costs and uh, none of the 
audience uh, acquisition costs, it's really quite transformative. Yeah, I mean, we look at it primarily as a, as a personal way for people to share. I mean, that does drive a lot of kind of content engagement on top of it. But the primary use case that we see is people sharing with their close friends. Um, so I think, I think it's more sort of catering to the people who don't really have a place at Instagram or Facebook um, because they're primarily like, I, like for instance, my Instagram, I have 30 posts and my metal, I have 1200 posts. So <laughs> the difference of like, I feel much more at home sharing to people that um, I connect with through games uh, than I do uh, sharing real life moments to Instagram because the barrier to entry is much lower. So um so yes, there is a content side to it, but primarily it's about the fact that like these people, they just didn't have a good place to share. It's more personal. Got it. And so you've done this, you've created this community. It's scaled incredibly. Folks are committed to it. Uh, now though, you sort of changed things up a little bit. So you went out and you went through one of those classic startup passages of going from being um, entirely focused on what you're doing and how to do it to bringing in some new capabilities. So you made your first acquisitions. Talk about that a little bit and what you bought and why you bought it and what you think it's going to do for the company. Yeah, so we made in total uh, six acquisitions. The majority of those were last year, four of them. And uh, yeah, I apologize to my COO for that. <laughs> uh, but um, so the reason is, so when you are building a remote company, uh, creating a high velocity culture is extremely difficult. And what I found is that the best way to create that type of culture is by working with teams that you know can match that velocity. And I think that has been like a, a primary driver for, for, for acquisitions for us is that we were able to skill our culture of velocity by kind of bringing in these units of small teams that we knew could move very quickly. Some of them did also come with like very interesting technical capabilities, such as our editing software is 100% through an acquisition, um, both on mobile and PC, as well as um, some live streaming functionality that we'll be releasing later this year. And also uh, cinematic filters, which is a way of capturing different like angles that you can't see on your screen um, from, from the game engine itself. So all this kind of came with the acquisitions, but the primary reason was always the teams. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's worked well for us. Our velocity is still really high, uh, even, even through the pandemic, you know, that's always been kind of our DNA. And um, this lens of velocity and bringing in teams that move quickly um, is how we'll be looking at these in the future. So extraordinary scaling in the business and kind of an innovative way to keep building the team. And what the team's doing is building the audience and back and forth it goes. And I know you're getting attention from bigs that lots of folks are sort of looking in at you going, that's kind of innovative and startling. So, uh, you know, as the guy sitting on the rocket ship, what do you think is going to happen next? Or what do you want to have happen next? So for us, it's really all about how do we get as many people in the world creating memories over videos together as quickly as possible? So whether that means we buy more companies, we partner with other companies to uh, like, we, for example, we recently announced a big partnership with Xbox to um, power the Xbox audience with a lot of sharing functionality. Um, so we're open as to how we achieve that mission when it comes to, um, when it comes to what we build and where we partner. Um, and, and in terms of what I think is next, I think we're going to see the barrier to entry on capturing continuing to go down to the point where capturing the digital world is 10 times easier than taking a photo on your phone. 
because you don't have to miss the actual moment itself, which is the, the primary difference. So that's where I think the future is. I think, I think we're going to see a shift at some point where people actually capture the digital world more than they capture the physical one. And I think that's when we'll see really interesting things happening. Got it. And so these are videos and these are games and there's all kinds of talk going on about meta this and meta that. Is this an element of meta or are there aspects or you know, uh, uh, multiverses related to meta where the, what you're doing. Are, are, are you referring to a, a metaverse? Or are you referring to meta yeah. as in the company? Okay. No, I'm talking um, about uh, immersive experiences and all that as an element of all that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, broadly speaking, I think for an entire generation of people, especially those that grew up during COVID, um, games and social are the same thing. And capturing is, some, you know, creating memories is one of the most social things you can do. So absolutely, yeah, that's a big part of it. It will be a big part of it. Um, and uh, the cool thing about what we do is that like we're completely game agnostic, so it works on anything. So wherever kind of the quote unquote metaverse grows, um, we do too. And so um, long term, do you see uh, Metal.TV as one of those, we don't make your products, we make your products better? kind of companies or do you start out that way and then because you've got so many people doing so many things you know so much about what people are doing and what motivates them and how they share that you'll start becoming the source in the way that Netflix was sharing movies and now Netflix is the largest producer of movies what about metal.tv anything like that in your future do you know at this point yeah, I mean, for us, it's all about empowering people to create the content. So in the sense that like Netflix, Netflix has to spend huge amounts of money to get a, you know, content on their platform. For us, it's all about investing in the tools that we give our creators, which bring up the content value. Um, so it's, it's, it's less about us producing it, but it's more about us investing in letting our users create even better. And I think we started off when we started Metal, like you couldn't really create high production value clips, but now we have an entire editing software, which you can use to do exactly that. So that's kind of, that's, that's how we're thinking about that. Got it. And, and going back to just kind of the, the core stuff. So now or in your mind in the future, how is metal going to make money? Uh, subscriptions. So um, when you capture and you want to, for example, um, spend the majority of your storage uh, privately. Uh, we'll charge you for that. <clears throat> Anything you charge, you store, you store publicly. You can and, and sort of build up your profile. You can share for free. And then if you want to use Metal for a lot of your private memory storage as well, which realistically a lot of people do, because we built a camera, right? Um, Metal built both the camera and the platform, which is unusual. Um, so, uh, so, so we have this like large like dual use case of people sharing publicly and privately. Um, which means private storage is going to be subscriptions and public storage is going to be a part of the platform. Got it. And so do you see this long-term as going to the public market and becoming a, a Disney for this generation, if that's an app metaphor, or yeah. eventually becoming part of somebody who wants to produce and distribute content, and this is the current way to do that? Uh, how do you view that outcome? Yeah, I mean, um, public markets do like subscription businesses, so I think um, there there is there is a world in which that happens. So it all depends on how many users we actually manage to convert. Obviously, um, with that said, you know, again, for me, it's all about getting as many people to create memories together um, as soon as possible. So how how we do that, we're open. But yeah, the, the goal for us is is getting to IPO one day. Got it. So last time we talked, you just sort of started up this hill. Uh, and now you're kind of 
coming over a high peak if you're not necessarily at the top of the hill. If we do this again next year, what do you think things are going to look like for you in metal? Um, much clearer kind of revenue trajectory. Um, I could probably give you a much better answer as to why we're on track to go in public. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, my, my hope is that we have, you know, five to 10 times more people creating memories and digital worlds together, um, which will be a big achievement. So I think so. I think that would be it. Got it. And so right now you're in the U.S. Most of your folks or some of your folks are in the Netherlands. Some of your folks, I think, are in the Middle East, et cetera. So yeah. uh, kind of a very diverse and disparate uh, team uh, for anybody who's listening in who may have similar issues or imagine that's going to be in their future. How do you handle that? Um, small teams. So we have a task force structure six to 10 people per task force, um, a few front end engineers, a few mobile engineers, a few back end engineers. It's like when I say a few, it's one or two. Um, and a product manager and a product designer um, with a stakeholder who's usually in the executive team um, who can unblock them if they need to be unblocked. I mean, the key is like setting up the task forces to be pretty autonomous and for those task forces to kind of set their own rules when it comes to time zones. So that you kind of create these little kind of bubbles of, of time zones within the company. Um, that's been what we found to be most successful. Got it. So as yeah. somebody way up high, do you switch? In other words, you have a team that's thinking Middle East style on Middle East time. You have a team next to them thinking on Netherlands time. You have another team that's operating on U.S. time with slightly different yeah. cultures. It seems like you need to be a master of many things. Yeah, yeah. So for me, the solution is just not sleeping. Um, and that's so for most executive team, that's the case. Uh, no, but but really, like, the, the, the key is to just make sure that you have good process. Um, so, um, and we do have core hours where all the task forces have to overlap a little bit, right? But if, if, if like, a time zone, if a, 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 our core hours are, like, 9 a.m. PST to noon PST. So if an European team wants to end their day there, but a, a, a Pacific time team wants to start their day there, that's totally fine, right? Mm. Um, so there are core hours that overlap, but then other than that, like they're mostly flexible in how they do it. Got it. So uh, you've had one of those experiences fundraising that most startups really uh, would love to have in that you started and you got initial support from folks like us and then more impressive folks and then even bigger and more impressive folks. Uh, looking ahead, can you imagine who do you think the next set of supporters uh, will be for you or should be for you? Or we even need them. We'd be able to get it from the market and uh, non-traditional sources. And stuff. Yeah, well, so it's, it's all going to depend on kind of revenue trajectory, um, which, is, which is very close. It's like a matter of weeks to months. Um, I imagine us having some more strategic partners at some point. Like we haven't really taken money from strategics, which I think um, at some point will become useful. Uh, so I'm, my guess is a combination of uh, revenue and um, occasionally when the opportunity comes around, take a very strategic check from someone we want to partner with. Um, and other than that, um, I, th I think that's the majority of it. Got it. So uh just getting folks in, having the experience, sharing memories, um, making it big, and then taking it from there. So uh, we should do this 
again in a year or so and see, uh, uh, on, uh, I'll make a point of looking at what we said now and then we can talk about it then to see yep. uh, how much hopefully you've blown all of those projections away. Absolutely, let's do it. And, and between now and then, get at least a little sleep. I mean, the father of me, <laughs> get a little sleep. You're young and all that. Yep. <laughs> I'll try, <laughs> I'll try. Good, great, thanks. Great to talk as always. Congratulations on all the progress. Likewise, thank you very much.